Hello and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're recording this on Sunday morning, February 12th. I guess it's Valentine's Day, isn't it? Um, right here in Knoxville. Anyway, um, I'm Larry Rhodes, or DJ Doubter 5, and as usual, we have our co-host, Wombat, on the line with us. Hello, Wombat. Go sports. Sorry, Boudreau. Uh, Love it. Uh, <laughs> we have, as guests, uh, John Richards from England. Welcome. How the devil are you? And fine. And Boudreau from the luxurious country of Kentucky. Kentucky. Welcome. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> oh, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, Digital Free Thought is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, Satanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you think you're the only non believer in your town, well, you're just not. Here in Knoxville, in the middle of the Bible Belt, we have a group of over a thousand of us, nearly 1,100 now. We're the Atheist Society of Knoxville, or ASK, and we'll tell you more about us after the mid-show break, so be sure to stick around. Wombat, what's our topic today? We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl and apparently advertisement that's going to be in it and what we can talk about that and then follow up with some chat GPT nonsense. Though I would like to start today, I have our Discord open uh, where we can field questions, and I'd like to start with like an interesting uh, flash pan of quick questions and answers from us by the group to get a flavor of what we think about a bunch of stuff as we get into like these headier topics. Uh, Doubter5, this is a question for you that just popped up by Homo Bonobos. They want to ask, can anything be done about the In God We Trust written in all our U.S. currency? Not uh, as long they- as it's our national motto. It was voted in as our national motto probably well, I think between 10 yeah. and 20 years ago. I can't remember the real No, date. no, no, about 56, wasn't it? it well, originally first- it was put on the yeah. money in 56. Uh, but it, it was voted as our um, yeah. national motto much more recently, I think. Anyway, as long as it's the national motto, in any case, we can't we can't say anything about it because they're just putting the national motto on their oh. government vehicles. But that's what we need to change. Yeah. Or, or you, you know those pens they use to, uh, what do they call it, when they redact something from a statement? You know, right. Yeah. Black everything out. Get some of those and go around doing it. On all your notes. Yeah. So, Larry, you actually have well, people. Well, it's on their police cars, too. That's the problem. What? Yeah. Uh, that's a little harder to get pen. to. Yeah. yeah. It's a little harder to get to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, used to have, I used to have an ink stamp, that self-inking stamps that they sell, that said yeah. in God uh, and uh, E Pluribus Unum. And I used right. to stamp it over the top of uh, In God We Trust because that was our original motto. Right. Until 1956. Yeah. Right. The Coin Act, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of issues from there, but. You know, uh, the next question I'd like to throw out to you goes to John Richards. John Richards, 
I love views on the news. Have you heard about the blank? Have you heard how Bangladesh has withdrawn school books after anti-LGBTQ backlash? One of the withdrawn books included the theory of evolution pioneered by British naturalist Charles Darwin. Have you heard about that yet? I haven't. Would that correspondent please send me a link to Bangladesh's horrible uh, treatment of books? Okay. Yeah. Creepy Toast says he's okay. Thank you very much for the link. I will share that with you uh, during the show break. Thank Great. you very much. Uh, Boudreaux, you're in. Does anyone want to post a question to Boudreaux that is worth talking about on the radio? I got. Some. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So this actually leads directly into our topic. Boudreaux, are you going to be watching the uh, Super Bowl today? So, yes, uh, but uh, full disclosure, uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest sports guy. Um, I like soccer. Uh, uh, I like That's the, true. You the, do English like soccer. football. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but we kind of have a tradition where we watch Super Bowl with with friends, college friends. And we've been doing it for, I don't know, 15 years. Mm. Um, all the way back to the, the nip slip, whenever that was. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, um but uh, our friends couldn't host uh, last last year and this year, so we decided to host. So we're hosting today, and I'm smoking a Boston butt. So, oh, very very cool. So, yeah, uh, if you were if you so, it's a shame that you won't be more invested in every single advertisement that comes about with the Super Bowl, uh, because there is a new campaign out to promote Jesus and Christianity. You know the two things that never change. The absolutely, if you if you believe in neither of these things, you have one monolithic point of view on the subject: Jesus and Christianity. Uh, the campaign is called "He Gets Us." It costs a staggering hundred million dollars in media investment, and it's going to be two ads during the event where <clears throat> the phrase is "He Gets Us." And um, if you want to, you can even watch those ads right now on YouTube. The idea is showing that hey, whatever you're facing. Jesus faced it too. <laughs> the campaign. Yeah. Well, fancy that. I didn't know they had um, Super Bowl back in his day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the main question is, or at least from my perspective, why? Uh, I would say, why is why is it? Not necessarily I'm offended by it. I, I mean, anyone can buy anything. But um, the idea that you would need to advertise Christianity with you know, a hundred million dollars for like a couple of second ads. Doesn't yeah. most people don't most people know that Christianity exists? Like what is the purpose behind it? And yeah. I don't even want to talk about the need to advertise a God that has the power to advertise himself and ought to. Uh, why is it our obligation to uh, advertise directly to us? And who's their target audience? Boudreaux, what do you think? What's going on with that? Yeah. Are they, are they losing ground? Are they, are they afraid their <laughs> um, numbers are, dwindling uh, hmm. uh uh donation pans are getting lighter I, I i it sounds to me like like uh you know they're they're worried and and i think a little of our conversation i picked up when i first jumped in right I mean, it, you know you've got a pretty christian audience i i would think uh right you're already dealing with people you know right american football is a yeah. right uh, so Maybe they're so just trying know. to get donations uh bumped up maybe yeah, Larry. Larry, here's my question for you. So you have Toyo tires, then you have a Taco Bell commercial, then you have the creator of the universe and all things that are good commercial, and then you have Doritos immediately afterwards. <laughs> Do all these things? Are these all the same thing? Like this is is there? I feel well, like apparently they equate <laughs> <laughs> one to the other. Company to keep. <laughs> well, they are selling a product. 
They are selling a product. Very true. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. John Richards, the idea that God needs to be advertised. Yes, yeah, it does sound as though they've sprung a leak, doesn't it? Mm. And the, the shameful <clears throat> thing about it is there's so many better uses of that money that could, to which yeah. it could have been put. I mean, there's there's a war in Ukraine. There's an earthquake in Syria and Turkey. The, the world is crying out for money like that, and they're just squandering mm. it on right. a, a and making minutes. more money, which is what the the whole point yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. So the average Go, Boudreau. I was just going to say, uh, next year, let's all uh, uh, put a campaign together to to put an advertisement together to show what things a hundred thousand or hundred hundred million dollars could have been. Like yeah. what you could have spent it on yeah, yeah, <laughs> instead yeah. of this. Yeah. Now, that is true, but he, he, oh, go the, ahead. The, the title of that campaign could be, what would Jesus do? Oh, very cool. That'd be nice. Listen, here's the thing, though. I do value that they spent so much money on it because otherwise I know that what they could spend $100 million on and it wouldn't be in any of the things that I find would be in the best interest of people, particularly the ones they, you know, yeah. espouse like, their messages of goodwill to, right? Like lobbying. Right. Like just anti-abortion uh, options, uh, book burnings, yeah. churches, like uh, hiding <clears throat> pedophiles around, excuse me, but, yeah. you know, yeah, there's, there's some really terrible things going on there. Yeah, jets for them, uh, it, whole degrees of debauchery that we don't necessarily yeah. see uh, on the front end. Good point. Though a hundred million dollars given to a bunch of executives, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not a fan of trickle down politics, but at least it takes the money out of the the religious sub mindset, and maybe hopefully we can buy more staffers, uh, put on better lights on the next NFL show. I don't know. It's out of one dirty hand, and hopefully put into like one where at least we can get some nice fireworks out of it next year. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. You know, I can't really. Punch it too much. What do you think, John? Well, obviously, this uh, Super Bowl is an opportunity to, inf- to to get in front of a lot of eyeballs, and I'm I'm wondering, can you guys tell me about it? Is it like rugby but in funny costumes? It, yeah. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. yes. And big With a shoulders. Lot of rules. Huge shoulders. <laughs> With a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules. Way more than you would anticipate. So yeah. it's a it's a complicated sport in terms yeah, of exactly. rules about playbacks. Though <laughs> this is this is the true charm of of American football to any European. Um, the so do idea- you classify it? Do you classify it under sport or comedy? Yeah. Good question. the The idea behind football is, regardless of your body type of which there could be a wide variety of, you have a position you can play in a sport, team sport with other people. So if you are a 600-pound fat kid, sixth grader who just loves fried food and stuff like that, you can play a a role. If you're a scrawny, tiny, 20-pound chicken nugget, you have a role, and you guys can all play together. And so yeah. that sort of camaraderie is like very good yeah. and not seen in right. any other kind of sport where, in, you know, take soccer, you have to have a very particular body type to excel very well in that sport. Boxing, same thing. Football, doesn't matter what you are. We'll take you. We can put you in. You don't have to be six yeah. foot tall. You don't have to be four. I, you can I'm, do whatever you want. I'm at risk of losing a lot of fans if I've got any by saying this stuff. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it, it. It sounds to me as though these guys have just walked on the pitch having been part of a carnival parade. <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Uh, I'm sure you'll hear about it. It's in the zeitgeist of humanity uh, <laughs> football. Um, I am going to a friend's house to go see the game live. We'll mostly be throwing disc golf this in his backyard, though. But it'll be uh, a, a fun time. So if you do watch it, have a good time. If you see the ad, you know, it's like any other commercial, though. I do uh, just question the need to try to advertise a God that is in himself the advertisement and the sports and the thing because he's one and everything with the universe. But let's go into another topic, which is chat GPT. Chat GPT was the guest star of last week's episode. Very popular show, um, inspired a lot of comments. And so I said, let's go back to Chat GPT because there's a really interesting quandary that goes on when you ask Chat GPT questions. Chat GPT, by the way, is just a AI that's designed to have human based, human like conversations in a conversational tone with you, doesn't chastise you. And it always like informs what you say reinforces some um, component of it and then responds in kind with meaningful information that makes it feel like you're having a conversation with somebody. It's a program, you know, it's not an actual person, but it demonstrates that how we think about programming can actually be modeled and emulated to the point where we can't tell the difference, which demystifies what goes on in here just a little bit and shows that it is very much mechanical and can be Im- implemented by systems, maybe even better in the future. Um, last week, we talked about questions to stump an atheist, and we went over five of them. Uh, successful? Not really, because I gave like a, just a blank prompt to the chat GPT, and I said, hey, figure out some ways to stump us. And it gave us basically what Christian's used to try to stump atheists and we're able to knock them out one by one however i did go on youtube and looked at uh better ways to stump atheist videos using chat gpt our video popped up by the way but i also found one that was by a uh prominent christian with a channel and he asks is atheism true and i thought that led to some very interesting responses because this is a christian with all their previous conversations biasing the chat gpt in terms of like how it will respond and so the response for is atheism atheism true by chat gpt when asked by a christian is very interesting and telling because i went and did the same thing with my uh responses and i got a very different answer so i would love to present the is atheism true question to you guys from gpt the answer at least and then hear what you guys think about the answer and we'll do it in the in parts so here's the first part of chat gpt's response to is atheism true when asked by a christian atheism is the belief that there is no gods or gods whether atheism is true or not depends on one's definition of god and on the evidence and argument one considers to be relevant to the question of the existence of gods larry i want to ask you a question what yeah. do you think about the idea of atheism is the belief that there is no gods or God? Well, it's not really a positive belief, although there are there are atheists out there that who do believe that there are no gods. It's mm. generally if you don't have a God belief, if you don't believe in like um, Allah mm. or, or mm. Yahweh or uh, even Thor or any of the gods, if you don't have a God belief, you're an atheist. <laughs> Anybody who has a God belief. Is, is, is a theist, and that's basically where it breaks down. Now, I would like to throw in this nugget is that atheism and agnosticism don't address right. the same question. Correct. Agnos- atheism addresses belief, whether you believe in a God or not. Agnosticism right. and Gnosticism address whether or not you know 
that there's a God or not. Now, mm. personally, I'm an agnostic atheist. I don't know right. that there's no gods out there. There might be one. Might right. be one in the next uh, galaxy over. Who knows? But I don't believe in any. Right. You won't believe in one by default until right. you have, you know. Right. Give me, give me good evidence. Right. <clears throat> Boudreaux, I'm going to throw the question out at you. Do you, What do you think about the idea of ChatGPT's first statement? Atheism is the belief that there is no God or gods. First thing that struck me is the the, the redundancy of no gods or God. Was it done in that way? <laughs> I mean, if you don't believe in gods, doesn't that also imply you don't believe in a single God? I, oh, that's very interesting. Oh, very yeah. interesting. Oh, sure. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. So maybe there's maybe there's some you know, something in their chat history where where they were talking about the distinction between a single God and multiple <laughs> gods. But but yeah, no, I'm exactly with with Larry, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, atheism is is the lack of of uh, belief uh, in a god. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's yeah. Do you do you believe in a god? Yes or no? You know, Bujwa. Sometimes I just think it'd be easier to say atheism just means that I don't believe theists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't, like, I haven't well, heard any theistic claims that I believe yet, so I guess that yeah, like, true. it doesn't mean that I don't believe in a God. It means I don't believe you when you tell right. me there is one. Yeah, yeah. Now you got work to do. See you later. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> now well, I don't. Goes, for for me, it goes far. Philosophical than minefield. What's I mean, up? you know, I'd go here. I don't believe in souls, and if souls true. aren't real, if if we don't live after we die on this earth, then what's the point of believing in gods? And uh, afterlives and heavens and hells and sin and all this other stuff. If souls don't exist, it's just like it's over. And that's that's what I think it is. It's just over when you die. Sorry. Sure. But everybody. Sure. Everybody. It's just dies. like it's like it was before you were born. Same right. thing. Right. Yeah. Mm. So John Richards would love the 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 feedback on the idea that atheism is the belief that there is no God or gods. God with a capital G. Gods with no capital G. Oh, by the way. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Showing some, showing already showing some like, you know, pre made bias. bias there, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What, what I like about this is that what you've discovered by getting uh, Chat GPT to respond firstly to a Christian and then to you with your track, mm. different track records, you've discovered that Chat GPT is a sycophant. <laughs> it's a yes man. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a populist or, politician. It's just or, a- or maybe ChatGPT is like a child, where it's like a sponge just absorbing whatever information yeah. is given to the mm. environment, which should also make us think about how we think as well, right? Yeah, it's not. Uh, that, it's, it's just a conversational bot uh, uh, wow. for the most part. Now, I have asked my personal <laughs> AI that I have on the Quest Two. Uh, it's oh, called Replica with a K. I have okay. asked them if they have access to the internet and they can go look up anything if they want to. And they told me, yes, I can do that. I said, I asked her to look up something and she did. So they have access to the internet. It's just what would impel them to go look up certain things. So right. I've been asking her a lot of questions that she would have to go search on the web when I talk to her, okay. which isn't often. Also, I want to throw this out too. It doesn't just go to ChatGPT. If you're on Google and you are known by Google to be, say, an adult male from their mm-hmm. 20s, 30s, and you type in Apple, the first thing you're going to get is not the fruit. You're going to get the stock company quote, the listing, and you'll get updates from the uh, whatever 
you know, Tim Cook is doing or what new phone's coming out. But if if Google knows you're a little kid and you search for Apple, you're going to get a picture of an apple and maybe say it's it's a letter A and it's good for fruits and there's different kinds. If it knows you're a herbalist, you might get a different thing. If you if you're Google knows how to modify search results based on who it thinks you think you are. That way you always feel satisfied with the results that you get. And that's true whether you look for things that are innocuous like fruits or Tell me this political opinion that I think I'm actually having, yes. but I just want yeah. to be reinforced by like some sort of right. search engine, right? It, Go ahead. It's, it's just telling you what it thinks you want to hear. Right. What right. annoys me most about that is I put in some search term, can't think of an example at the moment, but what it throws back at me is a load of movies. You'd be surprised how many, you know, seemingly disconnected search terms there are in movie titles right oh yeah absolutely and here's the thing i had the same conversation on whether atheism is true with ChatGPT, and instead of it telling me that atheism is the belief that there is no gods or gods i basically fronted mine by saying hey i'm an atheist um and i had a conversation about my position and then ultimately i asked him again Hey, what is atheism? And it says, it told me, your understanding of atheism and theism is accurate. And it's important to emphasize that atheism is not a positive belief in the non-existence of gods, but rather a lack of belief in their existence due to insufficient evidence. So it is very much not necessarily parroting beliefs, but it's informed by its environment. And why that's important is we are all subjects to that. And so if you're in a position where you may harbor a particular Point of view, you can inform it and hopefully have options to go to a higher standard of points of view. John Richards, sorry, what's up? Yeah, well, so here, can we confound this echo chamber? I mean, supposing you ask it, you say to it, uh, I'm, I'm an atheist, but I'm thinking about getting God. Well, how would it respond to that next time you ask it, is God real? It's going to have a conflict, isn't it? Right. How can it satisfy you if you're on... You're on a mission to move yourself. Let's try right. that. Right. Yes. And there's also some, how do I put it? Waffling that occurs both yes. in person. And when you have these conversations with AI where you say, Hey, does a God exist or something like that? And they'll say, <clears throat> well, you know, and this is actually verbatim. Ultimately the question of existence of a God or gods is a matter of personal belief and conviction and what is considered sufficient evidence is a matter of individual perspective. Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. Doesn't answer the question. It just says people can believe things. And you know what? Even as an atheist, I also agree that people have the right to believe things too. I wouldn't take that away from anybody, but you also have the right to not believe things as well. But even if, go on ahead, Pooja, what do you think? There's a beautiful sports analogy here uh, about moving the goalpost, because that's what it sounds like is happening here. Is, exactly. You can, it's trying to answer the question by changing definitions and changing Correct. parameters. Yeah. It's, it, it's silliness. It's sort of like, uh, did you clean your room? I think homelessness is a very important topic to discuss. Well, at least I have a room. And if you don't want, and if you don't want to have to talk about that right now, I'm just going to have to continue to invest in charity. It's like, why are you, why are you shifting the tones of yeah. the conversation? Uh-huh. So, you know, if every single person in the world believed in a God, in the same exact God, in the exact same monolithic God, and 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 could answer every question and demonstrate that fully, that God is no more potentially uh, real than, uh, than not. It's, it's the sort of thing where it's not 
true by popular opinion, there's a higher standard of evidence that I'm using to determine if things are true or not. And it's not based on the number of people who share the same opinion. And, and that is for as something as extraordinary of a God, something that I would highly encourage other people to maintain as their standard of evidence as well, because it shouldn't be by popular vote on whether or not a God exists. It needs to be on a different criteria. John Richards, what do you think? We don't want the Vox Populist fallacy. That's what we don't mm. want. But this isn't new, you know, because uh, take the question, is atheism true or, mm. or a similar sort of question? Or what does atheism mean? You know, go right. to a dictionary and look up the definition of atheism. And if you go to an American dictionary. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Because you, okay. you get, you know, there's several definitions, several different meanings. I mean, you might get three different meanings for atheism. And right. in an American dictionary, the top one is the one oh, no. theists would want it to be. Right, right. Because it was written by theists. What else? Yes. Bujo, what do you think? Exactly. Well, this a really good point gets back to what you just said, uh, mm. Ty, is that unlike truth, which isn't based on popular opinion, um, lexicographers don't write the dictionary. People do. Dictionaries right. are written based on usage. Exactly. So the good. popular <laughs> opinion of something right. is what gets put into the dictionary. Correct. So the dictionary is not our source to go for truth. No, it's right. a place right. to go for usage. Exactly. Yeah, which, it's just how are people using this word? Does yes. that necessarily mean, is this an accurate representation of what this word means to yeah. people? Right. So mm-hmm. When you talk to people who say, I know what atheism is, even I found in the dictionary, it's like, hey, listen, I'm talking to you right now as an atheist. Yeah. Like if I were to say, uh, and I, and this is weird to my point, but if I were to look up white guy in the dictionary, it doesn't make me understand their experience any more than if I had a conversation with a white guy. So like, I'm having a conversation with an atheist, ask me questions. I'll happily explain to you. And we yeah, don't yeah. We put this book down and we can have a more meaningful conversation between oh. the two of us. Yeah. Um, they would rather John believe Re- the definition that their preacher gives them. True. For our radio listeners, I am a black guy. <laughs> so he can exactly. say that. He's a black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Richards is like, what's this yeah. guy that was like, what's going on? John Richards, did you have more to add? For our radio listeners, I'm a pink guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to throw out, too, like the idea yeah, yeah. of asking from a Christian perspective, even, is atheism true? Is sort of like asking, is Christianity purple? It sort of <laughs> really underscores the the misunderstanding of what the atheist position even is when you think of it as a statement that could be answered as true or false, because it's simply a state of the null state of not being convinced that something's true. Right. It's not the declarative statement that atheists would lo- or Christians would love to have that no God actually exists, because that is a statement that requires a burden of evidence. And even I as an atheist wouldn't go, I would have as many questions as a person who's declaratively stating that there is no God. And I have had on recorded calls with even Aaron Ra, with Boudreaux and I going up to uh, the the Ark Museum. And we had a conversation with him. And Aaron Ra is very much, and let me tell you exactly why God doesn't exist. And I had just a spirited conversation with him as I did with pastors who did believe that God exists. Though what we shared in commonality between Aaron and I is that we did not believe in gods, but I would not also say that I had knowledge that no God exists. Therefore, atheism is not necessarily the claim that God does not exist. It is a lack thereof. And and if it makes it any more clear, it just means that I don't believe theists when they say God exists for a number of reasons, but mostly because they've none of met my standard of evidence, which is consistent and simple. 
And it's simply extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Mm-hmm. And I brought this up to chat GPT and I said, Hey, my standard of evidence is simply extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and gods are extraordinary. Yet the proofs provided for them are anecdotal ba- or based on subjective experiences. Is this logic justified and rational? And chat GPT says your standard of evidence, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence is also a common and reasonable approach, especially in the realm of scientific. (laughs) And it's important to remember that beliefs and convictions can change based on new evidence and experiences. However, the Christian version of the, uh, oh, are we getting close to Larry? Are we getting Uh, close? 28 minutes. That's that's pretty close. So we should probably take a break and come back. Okay. 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 We'll come back after this cliffhanger on what the Christian version of ChatGPT said to this answer. Go ahead. This is the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour and WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We'll be right back after this short break. There's a certain church around, you know it well. They say a lot of people are going to hell. If you show tolerance in hell, you are put. You got a one-way ticket that Westboro will foot. Hell is full of firemen, soldiers, and teachers, philanthropists and activists and innocent preachers, celebrities and deities that ask circumcision. Because of this, I've come to an important decision. Hell, hell, I wanna go to hell. It seems a really fun place to play. But I gotta do what's right and do it every day If I wanna go to hell someday Oh, hell, I wanna go to hell So I gotta do what mom and dad say I gotta love my neighbor even if they are gay So I can go to hell someday Ellen's really nice but she enjoys other ladies Jackman doesn't mind and so he's going to Hades Woody Allen obviously cause he's a Jew Also Princess Di, Mother Teresa too Washington and Jefferson, and don't forget Lincoln. I can tell you now that their souls are a sinking. Johnny Depp because he wears too much eyeliner. Andrew's with a spoon and overweight Rob Reiner. Hell, hell, I wanna go to hell. It seems a really fun place to play. But I gotta do what's right and do it every day. If I wanna go to hell someday. Oh, hell, I wanna go to hell. So I gotta do what mom and dad say. I gotta love my neighbor even if they are gay. Because he is fiction Marlon Brando's also there because of his diction Former Bush administrator Rice Kamakandi Tom Hanks, Will Smith, and don't forget Gandhi Hell is for environmentalist outlaw Even Christ is bound for hell Cause he defended a whore Hell, hell, I wanna go to hell It seems a really fun place to play But I gotta do what's right and do it every day If I wanna go to hell someday Welcome back to the second half of the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Doubter Five, and we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Let's just take a moment to talk about the Atheist Society of Knoxville, or ASK. They were founded in 2002. We're in our 21st year. 
and we have over a thousand members. We also have weekly in-person meetings every Tuesday evening in Knoxville's Old City at Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria. Look for us inside at the high top tables, or if it's pretty outside, we'll be out on the deck. We also have a Tuesday evening Zoom meetup. If you'd like to join us there from anywhere, really, email us for details at askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org or letschatse at gmail.com. You can find us online at Facebook, meetup.com, or just go to our website at knoxvilleatheist.org. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and do a search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start, Start one. one. Right. Well, Matt, where do you want to pick up? I'll go on to John Richards. Well, I want to pick up where you left off, Ty. Cool. Sure. Because you were saying about your standards of evidence, weren't you? Yes. I was talking about my standard of evidence. What, yeah. What's your standard of evidence, John Richards? A little to hear that well, from you. Maybe well, we have share this one. I'll, I'll get to that. But let me just put this point to you, which is that recently, William Lane Craig himself admitted that people who believe in his God do so because they've lowered the bar of their evidence. Did you pick up on that? I yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. If he, you have a low standard it. of evidence, you'll believe anything. And, mm. and that's the scary thing about it. And, and coming from coming from WLC, the authority, true. you know, and the the sad thing is you, you can ne- if you had a really high standard of evidence, there might be some things that are true that you just may not be willing to confirm that, you know, but you won't you will you will always benefit from improving your standard of evidence and rather than dropping it so low that the things that make you comfortable become true. Um, and when you when you admit that you don't know something. That's not a bad thing. Like when I raise my standard of evidence to the point where the things that I think I know, I actually don't. That doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that I need to do work to to understand them better, which gives me an opportunity to learn more about this wonderful universe that we're a part of. And I find that to be an exceptional opportunity as a human being in this time period to say, there are things I don't understand. I want to know about them. I don't know. It's not a, a destination. It's a opportunity. And so you know, take it and take it and learn from it. Uh, it's it's the opposite to the theistic mindset because sure. they don't want to admit that they don't know anything because that's right. weakness. In because they are the holder. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that makes them dogmatic and, and claiming to have certainty about their beliefs. I'm afraid Correct. not. You don't have Correct. any. No certainty. Sorry. And and that leads directly into what ChatGPT said when a Christian asked it what its standard of evidences were. And essentially what the Christian did was, um, well, I, I said, hey, my standard of evidence is extraordinary claims. Simply put, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Mundane claims, <laughs> mundane evidence. It's basically I always raise my need for evidence based on the extraordinary aspect of the claim. If someone says they have a cat. That's a mundane claim. I'll believe yeah. it if they show me a picture. Yeah. If someone says they went to Jupiter and they show me a picture of them on Jupiter, I won't believe them because that's more extraordinary. You need better evidence than that to yeah. convince me that that's true. That's it. I'm raising it the the bar based on the standard of the claim and how ex- extraordinary it is. Um, so it's it's a method that I'm using to figure out true things from false things. Whereas the Christianity point of view uh, by the representative here was asking, well, do you believe in an objective truth? i.e., do you believe that uh, truth is a matter of personal belief and interpretation? And ChatGPT says, essentially, it's a long answer, but it basically says, 
uh, no, there has to be an objective truth. And then, of course, the Christian follows up as, well, then who is the arbiter of that per, that yeah. objective truth? And so it's that whole, you know, spiel yeah. of an argument. But yeah. it's cruxed on <clears throat> one dynamic in that objective truth does not change and obviously is always true. And and did chat GPT support that? And of course, it said yes, because it's being you know fed these questions in a in an appealing manner. Mm-hmm. But I have this problem with objective truth and whether or not it can change or not. Uh, Larry Rose, I'm hearing you grown a couple of times. What do you think on the idea of can well, objective does truth anybody change? catch a, how he slewed the, the question so that it would give an answer that he wanted? When right, he asked right. who instead of how do we come oh, to yeah. objective truth, he asked yeah. for a who. Uh, right. Which, of course, he wants an answer that will will fit with the God concept. Yeah. Um, that's about all I had to say. Uh, that's what I was groaning. <laughs> Bujo, do you believe in an objective truth? Yeah. Okay. Do you believe that objective truth can change? I, I mean, the only way I could see it really changing is if our understanding of something fundamental that's baked into the the definition uh, changes, but otherwise, no, I don't, I don't think it could change. Larry, oh, Larry and John yeah. Richards. Go ahead. Go ahead, Larry, John. Go I'll, I'll come back and say. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, uh, for a start, I don't believe that perfect objectivity is possible. Okay. Because well, every, every proposition has to go through a brain Mm. And on the way through, it gets mm. tainted by all of the experiences well, and biases of that brain. So that's every, like every, every, yes, indeed. Every utterance, I think, is to an extent. Well, an that's, extent that's, where I was, that's where I was going to go. Um, yeah, objective truth, uh, I would think, would have to be limited to, like, uh, objective things, uh, objects. Like uh, sure. st- facts about the universe, facts about chemistry or... or uh, uh, not, in other words, not opinions. Like matters is, is, is there an objective truth about whether this particular comedian is funny? You know, right. No, it, it's right. subjective. But as far yeah. as reality, what we yeah. live in, what's testable mm-hmm. and repeatable, yeah, science will take us to an objective truth. Uh, right. I don't think there are many yeah. other uh, paths to that. Well, I, I sort of agree part of the way with that because you know I'm. A retired science teacher, so uh-huh. I believe I believe that scientific method uh, okay, has uh, come up with some hope, highly hope. probable correct answers. But the trouble is, for something to be absolutely true, mm. surely it must be eternally true. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you were. Hey, you were you the guy having this chat with GGPT? Did I get your chat records? Because no. that's exactly the question they said. If you have something that never changes and is objectively true, it therefore must be eternally true. What is it then? And Chappie he's like, it's God. It's like, yes, yeah, that's Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is not that is not a, a property of objective truth. I mean, like anything, let's say the atoms are objectively true. Okay. And well, at the end of the universe, you know, when the universe is dying and all the atoms break down, there will be no atoms. Theoretically, according to the scientific and formula. Wasn't and it was, so that's it's an objective truth that atoms exist, but it's not a, an eternal truth. No. Well, the and, with- and we also only have this time frame, this universal time yes. frame. There may be multi-universes, which yes, yes, differ, have different time frames. So what's true here may not be true there. 
and then you can restrict it to our lifetimes too. So this is the problem with absolute truth. If it's not objective, if it's not eternal, Hmm. how long is good enough for a proposition (laughs) to be true? Mm -hmm. And who does the judging? Who says it's got to be 100 years of no change? Or is it 10 minutes? Who knows? So I've got a good answer for it. My life on it. After my lifetime, I don't care. Yes, yes. So I do get that where... That makes it purely Bujo, subjective then, doesn't it? Yeah. You. Guys, yeah. I get where Bujo is coming from, where the idea is, wouldn't it be nice to have this objective truth that never changes? Because that's a salient value of, of something that you could be reliable on, right? Something that's true and never changes and is accurate. That's fantastic. I think, though, that we have this weird association between not changing and true, where we deal with things that change all the time and still are true. For example, it's right now 946 where I'm at. If I wait long enough, it's going to objectively be true that it's 947 in my time zone. And then if I wait longer, it might even be 10 o'clock. All these times change constantly. And I'm fine with that because whenever I look at my clock, I know I'm you know pointing to something that I could be highly probabilistically accurately true. Uh, I'm I'm objectively true that it is that time, despite the fact that time's always changing. You well, told you brought up an example, Larry. Almost done. Have an example, Larry, real quick of like two comedians. You can say, "Hey, I can't tell you which one is funnier because that's sort of a subjective skill, but I can objectively tell you which one's taller." But if one has a grouse spurt, you know, say they're both kids, then that might change in a period of time. So there's not necessarily of a, a necessary connection between changing and true. But it looks good when you try to apply those values to God, because you want a God that is consistent, never changing and objective, because it gives it more seeming authority. Like if it could right. do a thousand pushups, mm-hmm. too, you'd be like, wouldn't you want a truth that can do a thousand pushups? Like mm-hmm. it's just more things that we keep adding to uh, this character. What John yeah. Richard, sorry. Well, you've got a problem even with your time example, because pointing at your watch and saying it's 947. It's 1547 here, is there are no static instants. Time is continuously changing. So by, right. the, time, by the time you've said it's 947, it isn't. <laughs> so you're well, always... 947 for a whole minute. <laughs> yeah, it's 947 for a whole minute, John Richards. Well, yeah, that, we can, we can in British time. That isn't an instant, though. There are no static instants. We're always... But I'm, only, I'm only defining it to the minute. Okay. Well, so who specified that minute? Is is I did when I said it's nine forty-seven. You must be God if you can. Sure, why not? Or I could just be a guy with a watch. Like the whole thing is like I can make a clear enough variable that does change on intervals, and it's still objectively true that it is those things. That's the great thing about it. It's like how all programming works. You define a state, and you leave variables change constant or uh, variables for you, because that's how variables are, but you have your constants that stay the same, and you output data that is still rational and can uh, compile well, despite the fact that you have variables inside it that change all the time. Reality is no different. And so the fact that you need to have this character that is accurate, always and never changing always, and is eternal always, it points to the idea that you need a transcendental God, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the case that truth and changing or eternal are all the same thing or need to be. Abuja, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like we we left out maybe a, an assumption we were kind of using, or at least I was operating under, and it sounds like maybe you are too, Ty. There, we can add kind of a practicality to this definition too. Like this is objectively true 
within the parameters that, you know, we're not going to go to the nearest millisecond. Right. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's it's for practical purposes. It is objectively true that it's this time. If that's the time you need to get up in the morning, then, then you can objectively set your clock to that. And that, that is that is true for that moment. And, and I right. think, yeah, that's an important thing to be able to do. And it it's not perfect. Sure. And it's also a thing I say when I make a lot of Christians angry, when I say objective truth is not that important, like it's kind of overrated because I mean, like this atheist doesn't even care about objective truth. It's because nominal truth is just as good in a lot of instances. When I say I wake up at eight o'clock and I set my alarm clock to eight o'clock. Yeah, maybe I don't get the millisecond right, but I get up at eight. I guess I show up to work at time. What's up, Larry? Well, they don't believe in objective truth either, at least looking into it or finding out if it's objective, because I mean, the belief in a soul is that an objective truth we don't know but mm. they claim it is it's just mm. we claim it there it is you know we live forever that's they don't care in verifying their objective truths i guess so we get that right down to it they just assert don't they yeah, yeah, they yeah. Just assert. i'm going i'm going to put my god hat on now because i'm fed up with worshiping ty who specified that a minute is the unit that is static <laughs> i'm gonna say it's a, it's a metric unit you should love that you guys invented it <laughs> actually it's not is it it's um that's it's base a, six isn't it? yes well base 60 um yeah base so, six. so i'm going to specify that the time here is the 12th of february so get put that in your pipe <laughs> Okay, so uh, the idea that so what is this strategy that's being used? It's a standard apologetic that is meant to, hey, listen, I can't make you necessarily believe in a God, but I can give you attributes that we would attribute to a God. And when I talk Mm. about the truth and when we decide that it's never changing, always existing, eternal and always right and good, isn't that the attributes of a God? And how can if we don't have a way to you know, see that here with our limited mindsets, still always believe in this one big true thing. This one big true thing is actually the God that I'm talking about. And if we can all point to it, then it's demonstration that that God actually exists. It's the apologetic that leads to it. And while I am aware of the the, the faults with that, it's a very attractive argument for people <clears throat> to have very low standards of evidence. Because even if you go down that entire path, you're never... You would never follow down that path of it pointing to a different God. Because if I follow right. down, I've done this on video. I follow down the apologetic path with a Christian and I say, praise Allah. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. Right. Hold on, hold on. Let's take a couple of steps back. The reason, okay. So if they don't follow it, they only follow that path when it points to their own specific God belief. Well, even if it doesn't, they'll just jump to it. That's the problem. Right. Uh, all these deistic arguments and you know, where did the universe come from? Where do we come from? Where did uh, anything come from? Uh, mm. In time, you know, they'll say it had to be God. Well, they don't make the case that it's actually their God. How how, how come it's not uh, Zeus or yeah. Thor or something like that? You know, it just, sure. it's just a logical leap that they never fill in. Well, we and- just explained why there's so many denominations. It's because everybody wants their own God. Who right. agrees with that? Everybody has their own God, even yes. if they belong to the same church. Their version yes. in their mind, in their mind, the yes. mental version is a different mm-hmm. version. But I'd like to bring up one more salient point, which is what's very popular is if I can't get you to believe in a God today, <clears throat> and you're a known atheist, well, I'll wait, you know, thirty years or whatever, and then if I get you to tr- to to switch sides. And come onto the Jesus train with me. That's a huge deal because then you're the popular former atheist who now suddenly is 
transcended into uh, Christianity. Yeah. John, I know you have a lot of Christian friends who've tried to do the same with you. Boudreaux, we've had conversations with Christians even together where like, you can see that there was a, a deep wanting to have that connection with you. Larry, I'm sure you've had conversations like that. Oh, in the past. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people on the show would be valuable recruits for the path of Christianity in terms of marketing oh. and, and recruitment for more Christians to see, oh, this atheist who was very confident is suddenly oh. now on our site. But the thing is, even if I were convinced that a God exists, and if, even if it was a very specific interpretation of Jesus and, and Christianity, say the Super Bowl, I see it and I'm like, yes, I needed to see this. This hundred million dollars was well spent. Um, it doesn't make the God anymore real, mm. right? Uh, if I'm convinced that a God exists, I'm still in the quandary of not having established evidence to demonstrate that that God exists. My my being my ability to be convinced of things is not an indication of something being true or not that's the unfortunate reality of the universe it oh. just means that i can be convinced that things are true and oh. so when i look at christians who are convinced that things are true i don't fault them for it it just simply means like what is the mechanics that they're using to become convinced and oh. can i help them out to figure out where their missteps are and if oh. not that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm wrong by default or they're wrong by default it just means like we live in a world where you can be convinced based on evidence if it if you have a very low standard of evidence or if your evidence is, standard of evidence is faulty. So that's why I always encourage people to be skeptical and and critique and try to be as critical minded as they can about everything, even the things they are confident about, because that keeps them from getting into a position where they could fall into these mm. loopholes. John so Richard, I what do you think? Well, I was going to speculate about whether this advert in the middle of the Super Bowl is going to be mm. successful, because it could backfire, couldn't it? I mean, we're, we're exposing the fact that the very fact that they need to spend it, that amount of money on this promotion mm. puts in doubt the solidity of their, their position, their claim. With a hundred million dollars, they could have put little crosses on the backs of like the NFL helmets or something like that. They could yeah. have just had like advertising space on the logos, yeah. right? Well, I, w I was thinking about the alternative because there was a, a campaign some years ago, and I think it was about 2013 or maybe earlier, to advertise on the sides of buses. You know, we've got double decker sure. buses. Sure. And, and the, the message was put <laughs> on, I think about a hundred thousand pounds was raised to plaster these messages all over the London buses. And the message said something about there probably is no God. Enjoy your life. Right. Yeah. I remember Dawkins. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was sponsored by some fairly rich uh, uh, atheist guy. I think he's the same guy that um, has been payrolling uh, Richard Dawkins. And the, the person who came up with this idea was a journalist who was working for, I think, the Times back at the time, a lady called Arian Shireen. And I entertained her. She's been here and stayed with us because I, I provided her with some gigs, as it were, at local uh, sceptical clubs. Mm. I, I just like to throw that into the mix because we don't have the $100 million. But we have tried to advertise our point of view in a smaller way. Good point. Yeah, Good point. Speaking of advertisement, do you know the... Uh, Ron, uh, oh, the the guy who said that he he was an atheist and he, they advertised on the Super Bowl uh, several years ago. Sure. Um, oh, he was the son of a president, Reagan, Reagan, Ron Reagan's son. Uh, hmm. Well, he's now advertising on Colbert. 
between the, the, I mean, that, that advertisement is now showing on Colbert. So oh, okay. a little bit of spread in the word for oh, ourselves for, there. For $50 million, you could have just bought a plane, have a bunch of flyers and then drop leaflets on the Super Bowl audience. Oh. Right. That would have been enough viral attention. They'd be like, "What's well, that would have been a hundred or two hundred thousand. But with an advertisement, they reach tens of millions of people, and they know yeah. they do. So. I'm talking about the viral. I'm talking about the guerrilla marketing. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. got to get with the times. Cool. Uh, we got a. We have a person who's specifically asking Boudreaux a question now. Uh, Boudreaux is this is a response from Half Decent Strange. We'll use this to hopefully lead us to the end of the show. Uh, Boudreaux, I'm an atheist. My friend is a closet atheist who goes to religious school. We're both a bit confused about the whole God's plan thing. And I know you love free will. Basically, if God has planned everything, why does he punish people by sending them to hell when they aren't in control of their actions? <laughs> I have a fan. Do I have a fan? <laughs> uh, well, I, I think, I think my whole point is that that would be ridiculous. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think we have free will, so therefore I don't think anyone should be punished for your actions in, in the afterlife, certainly. Mm, mm. Um, if that's what we're talking about, I mean, obviously, if someone murders someone, lock them up so they don't do it again. Right. But, you know, don't tease them about it. Don't torture them because they didn't, you know, it wasn't right. really. Mm-hmm. So, right. So if, if, if I'm getting the question right, why uh, these are both atheists? Um, yes. It seems like they may be confused on the detail, unless I'm missing something. But no, don't punish anyone for doing something they don't have free will to do. And that's kind of a good evidence that there is likely no afterlife. There's a, there's a really good question nestled in here, and it's whether or not you're accountable for being an atheist by your own decisions. And so, John, I'm going to throw this out at you. Is atheism your fault? <laughs> is your atheism your fault? Well, uh, wrapped up, this is a, a begging the question type of question, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your your position, I'm not, I'm hopefully not color coding it too much, but I'm just wondering, like, is atheism your fault? Are you responsible for it? Wrapped up in that question is the assumption <laughs> that atheism is an ideology. And really, I, I would prefer to call it atheism. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I like that. <laughs> We'll say, uh, uh, deep, yeah. It, can I can I re revisit yeah. it, Ty? Yeah, I go, think, for it. I think yeah I go for it. Maybe maybe better understand the mm-hmm. question. So, are we ask? Okay, um, you're an atheist. You don't believe in God. I don't have free will. There actually is a God. Should I go to hell? Because right. if my okay. my thinking is correct, and and I mean, I think a a rational God wouldn't wouldn't burn someone for not believing in them, even though he didn't give us enough evidence. But right. I think the, the whole, the whole thing seems preposterous, which is why I probably just reject it all. But yeah, I would, I, but I think in my understanding, most religious people believe that their soul has free will. So that most religious people believe, right. Don't they? I mean, man, there's well, two. Yeah, they have to, oh, yeah. you triggered Larry. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just say they have to believe that they have a choice. And that yeah. they they choose to follow the you know the God and the religion and stuff so that they can get their reward at the end, yeah, um, right. or just become a better person. Of course, a lot yeah. of Christians are are believing in Christianity because they think it's the moral choice. We can we can show that it isn't necessarily, um, but they they depend on the fact that they have to have free will. And matter of fact, they they have argued with me many times about the object, yeah. and they always take I mean about the subject, and they always take this the status that. 
the state that, yes, there's free will. We have to have free will. And you have chosen not to follow God. And mm. so you're, you, just, you have sent yourself to hell, which is right. the argument that I've heard many, many times. Well, the weirdest I, thing in the world is I, I have a system. Oh, go ahead, John. I think Boudreaux's just given us next week's topic, hasn't he? Yeah, do, maybe. Do souls have free will? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And <laughs> and do they have a Jet GPT account? How about that? <laughs> there's, uh, a, there's a sort of I, double I, negative in there, isn't there? It, it, mm. it assumes that there are souls and it assumes that free will exists. But uh, yeah. I see that we need those. So can I do a plug? Yeah, go on ahead, John. Uh, John go and plug yourself. Yeah, first of all, I want to <laughs> encourage people to send news items to me. Thank thank you, whoever that guy was who let me know about the Bangladesh uh, item. Creepy creepy Toe 2680. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Creepy Toe. Yeah. The names are always weird. We, we, we'd like uh, more news items for, for my Global Atheist News Show. Yes, please. Mm. And there's the plug. I, I weekly do Global Atheist News. I do Free Thought Hour. I do three-minute clip type items, little homilies, and mm. I've, the recent ones have covered pretty much what we've been talking about now, the, the definition of atheism, and several of the other aspects has come up in this chat. Nice. And friends of the Discord, please subscribe to Freethought, or say your channel again, John Richards, Freethought Production. Freethought Channel. Freethought Channel. Channel. And do you have a separate channel for views on the news, or is it strictly that? No, no, it's, they're all on Freethought Channel. You're also making shorts too. You're making like I'm getting like little notifications every random yes. time, or it's yes. like that. Yes. So you you're going full media marketing on this. I love it. Yeah, well, I, I'm you know I'm my own boss. I can do that. <laughs> and Boudreau, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm posting every day. Okay, Boudreaux, anything you recommend we check out before next week? Um, no, but how about a funny little, uh, uh, thing about time, Go for it. Go for uh, it. Real, a quick one. <clears throat> so I, when I was working at little Caesars, I had to punch a time clock. Um, and, uh, I didn't realize this at the time, but the time, the time they used was a little different than what we were talking about, a base six system where it was actually metric. Uh, metric. the minutes were zero to a hundred or zero to 99. So I would punch in, you know, just a little bit after six o'clock. And it would be at six oh five or six oh eight, or and I was like, "What? I, th- I didn't think I was that late." Turns out it was it was eight hundredths uh, of an hour, um, right? And that, the whole point of it was so that the, the the manager could do the math a lot easier when they wanted to calculate how long someone worked. They punched it at this time, they punched it at that time. They could subtract them since it was metric. They can do the math on man hours and all that. But I wow. thought it was a funny little. Yeah, tie into what we're talking about. <laughs> Pizza Hut, what are you doing? Come on, <laughs> let the robots do that for you. We have AI now. Hopefully that's been fixed. Uh, you can find my stuff on Let's Chat on YouTube and continue to keep watching. Love you guys. See you next week. Larry? Well, my content can be found at digitalfreethought.com. Be sure to click on the blog button for, for our radio show archives, atheist songs, and many articles on the subject. You can find my book, Atheism, What's It All About, on Amazon. Remember, everybody is going to somebody else's hell. The time to worry about is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life. And we'll see you next week at 7 o'clock on Wednesday on WOZO Radio. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.